Hello and welcome to another Enterprise Solutions Podcast brought to you by Symantec, a global leader in infrastructure software, enabling businesses and consumers to have confidence in a connected world. I'm your studio host, Wendell Davis, and today we're here to talk about the general subject of securing your databases, as well as the 3.0 release of Symantec's database security product. Joining me in the studio today is Don Kleinschnitz, Vice President of Recovery and Security at Symantec. Don, thanks for stopping by today. Thanks for inviting me to the studio to talk about SDS. Hey, listen, before we get started, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your role at Symantec? Uh, yeah, one of my roles as VP of Recovery and Security is um, I'm responsible for the development um, of our SDS, or database security product. Why don't you kick things off by giving us an overview of what's currently happening in the database security space? Well, I think the big difference is, is that technology is now available to monitor transactions going in and out of a database. So uh, we can watch the sort of content and the transactions with that content, um, and we can, we can audit them now and warn people about events that may be happening in the organization. Whereas in the past, pretty much database security was about making sure the right people um, from a mostly administrative point of view had access as well as that the database itself was set up in a secure fashion. Give us some context as to why database security is important for organizations really of any size. Well, um, that's a really good point, and, and you're right. Any size organization has this issue, whether you've got five employees or 5,000 uh, employees. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is really the importance of uh, protecting uh, personal information, for example. Uh, classical one would be Social Security numbers. There are databases that routinely have employee information inside them in organizations. Uh, secondly, uh, a lot of personal information is available about your customers. Again, it could be your social, the customer's Social Security number or their credit card or in some cases, just information that may lead someone, an intruder, uh, to where you live. So we do a lot of commerce today on the web. We have a lot of databases that contain information, critical information about our customers. And then inside the organization, not only is there business critical information, but there is information about employees, which by law has to be protected. Can you speak to some recent uh, breaches or incidents where data loss has occurred inside organizations? Yeah, I would say... Breaches now occur on a regular basis. In fact, uh, this is what I would call sort of the, the most recent threat category. And um, you can go look on the web, just do a search on, on data loss, for example, and you'll find many, many examples of very large corporations, especially financial ones, who have been compromised in, in one fashion or another. Uh, to give you an example, in 2006, there was well over 116 uh, breaches and like 65 million records impacted. So... Um, it's it's significant enough and large enough now that the industry and us are tracking these events. Don, what impact does data loss have inside an organization? Well, it's it's interesting. There's a there's a broad spectrum of how this can impact your your corporation. I mean, um, the sort of non tangible stuff is the impact to your brand, for example, and that is that your company um, and your sort of uh, mark a position as you provide um, goods and services to consumers. And uh, your consumers' uh, credit card numbers, are, for example, are compromised. People aren't going to come back to your website, and your brand is going to have a, a damage. You're going to incur loss of revenue and so forth. So that's kind of the intangible part. There's some tangible parts, too, and that's that you know, you're compelled when, when you 
more or less lose an empo- uh, a customer employee's social security number, for example. And we've seen this, and you may even have experience that I did, where you get this thing in the mail that says, you know, I'm sorry your social security number ended up on somebody's laptop, and, um, you know, we'll give you a free year subscription to some form of protection, and if you want to upgrade that, we'll charge you another 100 bucks. Um, those companies have to go through the notification process um, and a number of other legal means to notify you and, and protect you as well as they can. Um, estimates, the low estimates are about 50 bucks an event and, and, and uh, a customer to as high as 138. So when you're talking about tens of millions of customers or employees in the five or 10,000 or more, um, this adds up really fast. So you're there's some tangible dollars that are easily in the multiple multiple millions, and then there's intangible stuff that, you know, nobody just wants to do business with anymore because your your IT systems are easy to compromise. So how exactly are corporations losing data? I mean, where exactly is the breakdown in the IT infrastructure where data loss is occurring? Well, database security in the sense of transaction with the database security is every bit as complex as any leakage in, in, a, in an IT organization. Um, but the area that we're focused on right now is really in the area of transactions and how people might get access to the databases uh, in, in a transactional fashion. And the second part, and the part in, in many ways is worse, is there's people on the inside of the company who are the admin for the database, um, and they're legitimate, and they're potentially walking out of the building with sensitive information. So in the past, we could say this admin... Uh, we can make sure that the right person, people have access inside the corporation, but you can't really tell that an employee, especially a trusted employee, is pulling data out of the database. On the outside case, a classical one, although a lot of people don't want to admit this, is a simple SQL injection where you inject um, a SQL stream into an, in an input field. Admittedly, that's pretty poorly written code, um, and the database dumps on your screen. Uh, that's, again, not infrequent, and it's not that difficult to do. So there's outside, but there's also very important in, inside considerations. Talk briefly about the relationship between database security and regulatory compliance. Well, I mean, the sort of fundamentals, if you go down to the list, you, you are, as a corporation, um, by law, uh, compelled to protect information, especially personal information. Of course, there's some places that are really m- more onerous than others, like HIPAA regulations in terms of the medical profession and, and health care. But it's every bit as important that um, you know financial institutions protect um, other information like Social Security numbers. Um, so there's a, there's a gamut of, of regulatory kinds of compliance now, which uh, this kind of a product can help because you can show reasonable due diligence – and uh, the fact that you're, you have another way to watch whether or not the wrong information is getting into the wrong hands or, as we would say, getting leaked. So then up until now, what have businesses done to address database security? Mostly what businesses have done is use the tools that we've given them, which are uh, uh, the ability to ensure that an, uh, an ad- the admin passwords are the correct passwords and people who are admins have access to the database, that the database is patched, so that there are so so the potential security holes are are taken care of. They might put physical security um, um, around the database. Of course, nowadays that's tough because many databases you access 
sort of indirectly from the web. But more of it's been about how do I lock down the operational part of the database itself and the people who access it. So let's spend a moment and talk about the 3.0 version of Symantec Database Security, the product. Um, talk about some of the key business value that this version offers. Well, we've the way we've built the, the product, the product uh, is provided to um, our customers as, as a, what I'll call a soft appliance. And, and that's even a little different than the product that we're providing today, the 2.0 product. And that is that we provide software technology that the customer or partner can install on a platform of their choice. It's still it's still a appliance, if you will, meaning it's a dedicated application running on a dedicated piece of hardware. But rather than semantic making the choice on what the platform is, uh, we test our product on a on a set of platforms, and then the customer can pick which vendor they would prefer, Dell, HP, and so forth. And a lot of our customers have you know large purchasing agreements and so forth that they can uh, they can leverage. So. We believe uh, with 3.0, they'll have the kind of the best of both worlds. They have world-class software technology from Symantec, and they can pick world-class platforms to put the underneath them, but they still operate um, as, as an appliance. And then, of course, there's a whole series of, uh, of features that are coming with the, with the 3.0 product to, to improve it and add new capability. So tell me how Symantec is approaching database security differently, and talk about some of the key features that help customers address data loss. So first of all, let me just say that um, in general, we think we have a, a, a somewhat unique approach in that the appliance does not intrude upon the database. And the appliance is in sort of a sniffer mode, and it's watching transactions going to the database, unlike other products which are actually part of the database in its installation. And that was true in 2.0, and that will still be true in 3.0. In 3.0 specifically, we kind of addressed uh, three areas. One of them... Uh, was to improve the policies that you can build on the kinds of transaction filters that you build. And now what we can do is you can build a, a policy f and transaction filter that says uh, some certain conditions of a query going into the database w it, uh, along with some response from the database can create an alert. So that's a new policy capability that we have. Uh, second of all, and one that we're really excited about is we recognize that most um, environments or many environments have a, situ a, a topology where the database is connected to a server and then the user is connected to that server. So if you were sitting, for example, at your PC on the web, your PC would be connected into a server, which was then connected into the database. So most database appliances can see the server is connected to it, but they don't really know who is connected to it, if that makes sense. So what we've done is we've come up with some technology that allows us to pass information about who is actually logged onto the server, which is logged onto the database, and pass it all the way through. And we call that a trigger identification. So, for example, I can say your bank account was accessed by a certain IP address at a certain time. You know, what would you? What are the kinds of things people can do with that? Is you can identify, reasonably so, or more so than we could before, what's going on in the EdNode. So, for example. You know that you routinely access information from from your home. Well, it would be very strange to see this being accessed from some new and unusual place right. or new and unusual IP address, if you will, right? So it's it's like most kinds of uh, intruder uh, technology. It isn't perfect, but it's it gives us quite a bit more capability in trying to identify the whole cycle of intrusion than we could before. So we're pretty excited about that. And then the last one is... 
uh, in 2.0, you have a, a learning mode that you could put the product in, and the purpose of that is the product would learn what were typical kinds of transactions um, in the machine. So you'd say, well, it wouldn't be a, a typical for so-and-so to access the database and pull out you know, 10,000 uh, uh, credit card numbers in, in the following kind of query, right? And then, so we would we'd turn on the learning, and over a long period of time, or you would get some sort of sense of, of, of what's good and what's bad. Well, what we've done now is we've taken that same technology and advanced it to where this happens dynamically, or what we call heuristically. So now it's just not a batch learning process. It's a process where the product is constantly learning and updating and sort of m blending itself with what, uh, what, what's typically uh, operating in the world. So then is Symantec introducing Symantec Database Security 3.0 as a new product? Um, no. So semantic database security, as the sort of revision indicates, this is the third version of this technology, and the product has been actually in the market for well over, well over a year. So this is a, a, classically, a classical feature improvement over, over 2.0. And the three areas that we focused on, you know, along with other improvements that we do in the product, is as I said, suggested earlier. So then how exactly does Symantec database security fit into Symantec's broader information foundation strategy and data loss prevention? So, I mean, the significant thing, um, and this almost kind of takes us back to the beginning of our conversation, the significant thing is we can now watch con transactions in a database and content moving. So, you know, vis-a-vis -vis data leakage. So now we can say your corporation is leaking data, meaning somebody is pulling out credit card numbers, social security numbers, or information that you think is it as a minimal uh, unusual or perhaps um, you know part of some action that you really need to protect against. So the difference again is now we're looking at the information coming in and out of a database versus watching how a database is, is operating, so to speak. Don, we're almost out of time, but before I let you go, um, any final thoughts on uh, database security? And also, where can customers go to get more information about Symantec Database Security 3.0? So uh, the, the thing that I think most of our customers should give serious consideration to, um, you know, whether we like it or not, we have a lot of uh, regulations and policy we classically call compliance. Um, and the good part is we now have technology to address another area, meaning the, the content of information moving in and out of a database that we couldn't do before, okay? So this is probably kind of a new area uh, because it is new technology, which means uh, uh, customers need to think about this and budget for it and, and so forth. The good news is you can protect information better than you ever did before. Uh, but I really don't think it's something you can ignore because the technology is there today and the need is clearly there if you look at the, the number of breaches that we, we have seen. So the good news is we got a problem, we got something to solve it, um, and it's some really good solid stuff. So uh, where do you get information? Uh, you know, I'd say to visit the enterprise solutions section of, um, of at semantic.com, and that'll certainly give you a good starting point. Don Kleinschnitz, Vice President of Recovery and Security at Symantec Corporation. Don, always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for stopping by today. Uh, enjoy talking about it. And as always, thank you for downloading and listening to another Symantec Enterprise Solutions podcast. For more information about Symantec Database Security 3.0, please visit the Enterprise Solutions section at www.symantec.com. And for more Symantec podcasts, be sure to visit us at www.symantec.com 
forward slash podcast. Symantec, confidence in a connected world.